2: Oi the boys on footy prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature so keep the volume down if there are kiddies around and thank you for listening oh let's go booty, booty. it's time to get this booty, booty. It's time to get this started you know that we are the one show so your fucking bitch. Cause it's footy footy. It's time to get this party started. It's the footy footy. It's time to get this party started. With Johnny, Jimmy, Craig, Jim, and Amy, J C. All we know and all we talk about is footy footy. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix.
3: The start of the podcast. That we meet well, Jimmy's do. experiences in the hot tub?
1: That and that what what he's lost or what he hasn't lost. I just I can't believe that his uh, ex
4: hasn't gone for the moon property. <laughs> <laughs> if she touches out it's lights.
0: up. the what property?
4: Oh my god. I own I own two acres on the moon. What? <laughs> no, deadly serious. Come you on. It from no, seriously. Even have got the telescopes telescope that looks up to make sure that NASA is going nowhere near it. they got to pave. They're coming down on that.
0: You, Jimmy, you're aware it's not made of cheese, right?
4: Wow. <laughs> I just found that out recently. I suppose it's flat, too. <laughs> My area is meant to be provolone. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> Fancy.
3: Better than helmet cheese. Yeah. Oh God! cheese no, is about maybe
0: ten oh.
4: acres over.
3: That'd be a fun game though, wouldn't it? Like, okay, what did Jimmy lose in the divorce? i me just go through stuff. Mm. Yeah, cheese, great. Yep. dignity. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he never had that ever.
0: That's fair. Nah, That's, fair. Yeah. That's fair. That was never
1: there that. to begin with. Can't lose what you don't have, Walsh. <laughs> yeah.
3: Speaking, of Amy. So, how's it going? How was uh? How was Good. France? As they say in France,
0: France was good. And then, you look
3: good. You don't look. well like, thank you. Ta- like lagged.
0: Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Do you feel what lagged? Did you was there five hours? Did you, get
4: some, did you get a tan?
0: I think I did get a tan. No, I you have a
4: little bit of color. color. Yeah. You went from pale to white.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm like. I'm like two <laughs> color swatches up from Milk Bag, who just joined <laughs> <Yeah.
4: turned> us. <laughs> and there's Milk Bag. Just came. Did off. you actually even go to France?
0: I went to France actually gorgeous weather. Yes, I did. Do you, do you listen or do you pay attention to any texts or no?
5: Yeah, I think a you're a nebbling. green screen or something. <laughs> <Green> screen. <laughs> was
3: it that would productive? have been a
0: lot of effort. That is not me.
3: <laughs> did you achieve the goals that you aimed to score when you got there? I don't know. Was, I was it productive? Think
0: so. Are we recording? Will this be on the pod?
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: So, oh. We can take it out. We're talking oh, about so cheese, now cheese on our penises. You, you can't now. So,
4: so how was it?
0: It was good. Wait, are we, are we on the record or are we off the record? <laughs> we're on the
4: record
1: right
0: now. <laughs> no, it was good. It was really, really good. The girls were impressive. Um, I'd seen them before, like at training and at the kind of interprovincial where the, the different recs programs play one another. They were just in Quebec in November. Um, but to see how they stacked up, like for me, for like, they, they definitely passed the eye test, uh, given, you know, how, um, robust kind of the professional, um, structure is in, in France, even for women, you know, I'm talking about lags before, like I am jet lagged and I will be feeling it later, but you know, there, there's a gap, I think after the age groups that we're talking about. So it was some 15s, mostly 17s, they ranged in age from 14 to 18 and um they were really really good like they had good games they had good spells they had bad spells but overall the the quality was really high and they stacked up really nicely so they came out of there um with uh three wins and a draw that's great
4: wow that's fantastic. and who did you guys play
0: we played paris fc psg um blanking on the other two names but other clubs in and around um, paris
4: so some good games then
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, GPSO was another one. GPSO Iggy, I think is the name of it. And uh, I was not there for the first game and I can't remember who that was, but yeah. like good squads, good teams. Yep. Really impressive.
3: Did the PSG team you know, play the right way considering the the great role models they have in the senior club?
0: What do you mean? Did they play the right way?
3: You know, like fair they're to cheat.
0: Oh, boy, I we're see where you're headed there. <laughs> well, actually, we were meant to play their 19s, <laughs> and we didn't, which is good because we saw them warming up later, and the reason that they didn't line up against us is it's right in the middle of their season and they're right in, like, the, the thick of it for, like, the, the race for the championship, for whatever that division is. Um, so they didn't want to risk um, using those players, and so we played, like, a mostly 16-, 17-year-old Uh, girls side and a few on trial but I mean it was still PSG and the girls were Mm -hmm. thrilled with the result and actually the first half of that game was I think the best that they'd that they'd played or at least that I saw
3: so why is there that gap then between the levels at a certain point they just are more advanced than than our kids
0: because there's actually infrastructure
2: Uh, ah
5: imagine that so infrastructure is important is what you're saying
0: somewhere to play
5: Mm. yeah Is it all through the club system, Amy?
0: Uh, Yes, I believe so. And I was asking questions. So like some of the young women that we were playing against, like weren't necessarily on contracts and there wasn't necessarily a whole lot of money, but a lot of them were in school. So it compares or it stacks up to what we offer, at least in, in Quebec, where the girls are in like a sports study program, but all the elite girls across the province are together in Laval training every day. And then that kind of offering varies province to province because they have control over what they offer to their provincial um, members. But, um, but by and large, it's after that kind of that youth age where you would get up into the university age, um, where here in Canada, you'd have to choose, are you going to youth sports or are you going NCAA? Whereas there, you know, they could play tier two, they could play tier three, they continue to go to school and university and, um, and, and have that daily professional environment that we don't have here.
5: So mm-hmm.
3: Was yeah. I, Wasn't it today? Didn't France uh, announce today a new structure, league structure for women's soccer or, or something? I, I sure read that on the social media and how the FFA is sanctioning it and, and is behind it and organizing it. I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Did some we did go, Charms,
0: Congratulations to you for being so plugged into the women's soccer scene.
3: I, I, like I like, see my name there, right?
0: Yeah, Renaissance man.
3: Yeah, or Renaissance man, as I'd say. Renaissance. songs. Oh. Yeah, you know why I I wrote that actually because I'm actually feeling kind of manly today. I'm actually installing the dishwasher, right? Wow. And, and and last night, so last night me and Joe we're watching TV and we hear Tony, my wife, downstairs doing the dishes, and I put my hand on on Joe's shoulder and said, Joe, it's okay. Let's give her this last time with the sink.
4: <laughs>
3: Good and, man. You know, and of course, Joe told Tony. And What well, would trouble. have been
5: impressive is it, w- if you actually put the dishes in the dishwasher, and Tony was putting actually installing the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. suppose that would be more. Yeah, you're right.
3: Or you
0: yeah. could have gotten up and done the dishes for it. that. Would have been another good thing. So ah, the Renaissance man
3: doesn't do much. Is that no, what we're saying? He doesn't. That's pretty much. No, you know, I'm kind of useless. Hand, I'm not very handy. So the fact that I'm <laughs> even attempting this right now is pretty impressive. I, I've got it all done except for. The electrics, which is a bit concerning, but we'll see what happens after this. Anyway. Don't um, touch the
4: electrics, please.
3: <laughs> be water funny. and
5: electricity.
4: What could not go good. Whatever.
0: Send Jimmy's dad over.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> send the Brennans over. They'll fix it for you.
0: Well, we, <laughs> oh, missed, yeah. you. we missed
3: you, Amy. I know you came on Friday and you haven't really missed a, a podcast, but obviously, you know, we, we missed you. We missed one or two in the last podcast. And yeah, I think it was,
0: Dave was on the last No, well, he wasn't.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: you're an he asshole.
3: What an asshole.
1: <laughs> I have to say, it was really nice. Dave Starkey goes, goes, uh, I now know what Wonger's role is it's to fill the uh, the dead silence. And I'm like, it yeah, is. It's my job. My well, job's it.
3: much more challenging without you here.
1: Well, good. Because you always know.
3: jump in to fill the dead air, the, the, which is much. Well, right. it didn't help when the host
4: was hungover as
3: well.
0: Oh, no, is that hungover. why you
3: lacked energy? I wasn't
4: hungover. Where? Why were you lacking energy? I don't know. I, I thought I was getting it, sick last it, night. You're hungover.
3: No, I wasn't. I wasn't hungover. No. No. You looked it. Well, I. have 5, five shadow and everything? Often remind me. No, I, I don't know. I thought I was getting sick last night, but I wasn't apparently. So, also, Charms, did you? I know you. Did <laughs> you took the day off today? What's going on? No, okay. I work from I work from home on Thursdays. Oh, I see. And, and you, you borrowed installed- Jimmy's uh, t shirt. He, he borrowed his oh, beard. It, it, we're sweaty. I've been working so hard, like a man. <laughs>
0: Look at the neckline on that. It's horrific. It's kind of
3: scooping, isn't it?
4: It's a U shirt. It's,
0: it's, it's a U shirt. <laughs> it's
5: not tight enough, Charms. It needs to be tighter, bud. I know. Oh I don't even. I've got to that better. V-neck originally. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, exciting times for football, though, isn't it? A eh? CPL kicks off. It's fifth. Se- it's fifth season, right? Did you weekend? just look at
0: your watch to determine whether or not it was the fifth season?
3: <laughs> Did I? It's
1: the
0: uh yep, yeah, it's the fifth season.
3: <laughs> it's my it's official CPL watch.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, She's Charms'
3: watch has years on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it kicks off and it's it's good because this year it kicks off amidst great serenity and, and calm around Canadian soccer. Nothing going on off the field, which is nice. No distractions to worry about, just football. That's me being facetious, by the way. Um, it is a new-look CPL, though. Uh, Vancouver FC enters the fray this year for the first time. This new playoff structure, five teams now qualify for the postseason. There's a regular season champion crowned as well as the, the playoff champion. Um, there's a trophy for that as well, and prize money, actually, which I quite like that, actually. I mean, I'm not sure which is more important, though. Hey, Jimmy, you know, you are in the league. What, what would be more important to the players, the, the playoff trophy or the regular season trophy?
4: playoff winning the the whole thing
3: but this year they're giving money prize money and a trophy to finish first place in in the league as well right so the playoffs what what do people remember
4: that you won the regular season or do you win the playoffs and you're champions remember being a champion right
5: and the league doesn't want to create two titles really do they well, it's like MLS. You got
4: the, what is it, the Sporter shield, and then the you got Florida the. Shield. Yeah. And precisely. then if you win that, nobody, everybody's like, oh, brilliant. But then it's playoff time, and it's like, okay, let's go now.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it give you a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League at least? Yeah, there's two births. Yeah, two direct births yeah. this year, mm-hmm. which is great. That
1: sounds
3: great. It's
0: like when I had plus, my twins.
1: Plus your team gets to take a picture, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, it's true. Your team a gets to take a picture. <laughs> uh, Jimmy showed his picture up, on, up at TFC because they won the Supporters' Shield. And Jimmy actually said, hey, Wonger, I'm in there. And I took some pictures of Jimmy oh.
3: as he pointed it out. I think most TFC fans remember that glorious, those glorious days when they lifted the Supporters' Trophy.
4: I didn't lift Again, the Supporters' it.
3: Oh, it was the Voyager's th- Boy- I Boy- I Cup. The, the, right? The Canada Cup. Right. I mean, but it should mean something, right, shouldn't it? I mean, it's been dismissed in the past, and, and I think getting that berth the Champions League makes it really important. Giving a financial, you know, I wouldn't call it a windfall. I don't know how much it is, but uh, a bit of money for the club that that wins it is important too. It'd be
0: interesting 100, 100 to know how bucks. much it is, though, I was yeah. Gonna
3: say. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to hold get- up the bill. We're going to get Mark Noonan back on the show soon, the CPL. Oh, 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 100
0: bucks.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Tim Horton card. CSB as well, Amy. You got to check in on that. Where Where's that money coming from?
0: Boy, there's angry Craig. <laughs> Let's
5: go down that path again, shall we? Oh, uh, he didn't have his afternoon nap, did he? Uh, I don't want to start a shitstorm. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> it's been quiet on that scene for a while. It's been since the uh, Heritage hearings. Nothing's mm-hmm. happened. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. What, what is happening? Is it going to be just like intense negotiations? And any time now there'd be a press release at 5 p.m. on a Friday saying, hey, Guess what? We got a deal signed.
5: No. No. Okay. I think I think we're we're more than a year away from settling this. I just got a really bad feeling about it. Didn't it take the Americans six years? Didn't it, Amy? Something like that to come. to So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's some stumbling blocks behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Uh, certainly. I'm I'm worried that the closer we get to the Women's World Cup, the less power they actually wield. I think it it goes back into the federations hands because um, they they what really you disagree I, I think that it does I mean I think it was tilted right. really favorably towards the players and then if they'd miss this window if they'd not played that game against France like, it doesn't matter what how you think that they did yes they lost and um, they had a good first half and a poor second half but missing a lot of players but they needed to play that friendly need to get that underneath them yeah. right moving forward with their preparations Um yeah. So this is what the CSA always did to us. You know, I'd be on the phone with Peter Montopoli or whomever, um, you know, at the 11th hour, like on the eve of a big tournament. And there were maybe been promises made, uh, but then they never came through because ultimately they knew when push came to shove, we were going to play in the tournament. And then, you know, we got, we did not, not ever get what we, what we wanted and certainly not what we deserved.
5: Isn't it fair to say though that it could be actually a case of like the two sides? You got lawyers involved, and basically, I'm not sure how much the CSA gets involved at that point. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't actually. I'm just yeah. a- I'm asking. I don't know. I'm Not sure. But if it's in the lawyers' hands, these guys are gonna drag it out because there's only one winner there. <laughs>
4: Drag it out.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Charms to drag this conversation back. I'm, I'm trying to find a way, Jimmy, to get out of here. Well, you started it, didn't you? <laughs>
3: God almighty, can we put it to bed Okay, back to while. the positive stuff, right? Yeah. The CPL kicks off this weekend, right? Years. Okay. Yes. okay. Now, to, to celebrate the new season, on the pod today, we have one of the top goalkeepers in the CPL, without doubt the best cook in the CPL. Maybe the best hair. And the man who can dish the dirt on Jimmy as a coach is Aletico Ottawa's Nate Ingham. Nate, welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast. You you must be very honored and happy to be on.
6: Yeah, I was doing great until a few minutes ago when I thought winning the regular season meant something and you shattered me in the green room (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: Let's ask you, right? These guys pissed all over it, right? Let me ask you, this this year you get a trophy, you get surprise money, you get a berth. I mean, how how big will it be for for the team that that is the best regular season team? And compare that to lifting that cup for Um, for some of the team close to both.
6: Yeah. Um, Last year, we got the prize money as well. They announced it like a month with season to go. So that was good. Uh, Nice little cherry on top. Um, We haven't got the trophy. I think we just asked for it again. I don't know how it works. (laughs) Um, And then uh, the trophy for winning it all is a plate. So it's a different, it's different. Yeah. Um, but of course you want to win the playoffs um, and uh, the champion, the champions league burst number one, but um, you know, last year in front of our fans, uh, packed house and family and friends there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the big one.
4: Yeah. But so don't you love the how community. they bring in new rules after you just won it? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you win the season. They're like, Hey, by next year, we're going to do this.
6: Like, yeah, thanks. Oh, It's so good. They uh, they gave us a little banner when we won the regular season, like 2022 champions is like made a, you know, little cardboard or something so we take a quick photo i chuck it to the fans and like let them celebrate with it and they're like hey we're doing more photos where's the uh, cutout <laughs> just see it in rose ed <laughs> All the fans jumping around with it, i don't think we're getting that back <laughs> did you guys
5: the players get to keep the prize money is that just yeah
6: yeah so it was a lump sum uh, split between the players um and nice. uh, yeah you dip it up like any other bonuses
0: was that like a big cardboard check that you also passed to the fans? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, guys, like, no, wait.
4: They pass <laughs> that
6: to the fans. <laughs> yeah, like like semi-pro, it's just like ah, the bank's not taking this check. They're like, no, 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 it's good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing a bunch of <laughs> bunch of players are showing up in their their Ferraris and Lamborghinis though, right now, of course. Oh yeah, ready, no, a huge man.
6: night out for the boys. Only had to cover half the half the tab that night. <laughs> <laughs> good
3: stuff. <laughs> now now listen, it is obviously exciting times. I mean, listen, the gate league's really grown in the last number of years um for you personally though i mean you you spent some time this off season in Liga mx right training with your sister club um how was that as an experience and did he come out of that as a better goalkeeper what was the, the, the the whole process there
6: um yeah it was it was fascinating you know i woke up to a call from my gm um which is you know never what you want <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh he started kind of like small talking me a bit and i was just going like oh boy
4: <laughs> where <laughs> am i going
6: <laughs> yeah and then he goes Yeah. you know your name's been coming up a lot and uh, we actually want to get you down to um san luis and you know if that's something you're interested in he, you know he told me before the the coaching staff or my agent or anyone he goes like i need your okay on it and and then yeah, within a week or two, uh, I found out a few days before Christmas, and I was gone the first couple of days in of the new year. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was a wild uh, transition. And then getting there was fantastic. You know, it's you kind of have something in mind, and it you know it wasn't quite that. Um, and uh, you know, it's amazing. I, I think Ollie and I, because uh, Ollie Bassett went with me as well. Um, we both fit in you know better than we thought, and uh, and the level was high, and it was just like. It was really fun. Uh, Jimmy Craig, you know this. Like, it's really fun playing with, like, that much talent around you. Um, it makes you better, and it's just, uh, you know, even finishing, like I'm buzzing for finishing at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, a different level.
5: Now, coming back uh, into the season now, into preseason, how do you adjust to that? Because you must be feeling really good. Like, you're almost, like, you're ready to go right now. Usually preseason, you're working your butt off. Are you sort of just sort of working your way through that? preseason as opposed to going all out this time around
6: yeah it's been it was it was a tricky one to navigate because uh, it'll be 15 weeks for me from beginning of san luis to kickoff, which is you know preseasons it drags as it is <laughs> you know try and go 15 weeks as hell so uh when i got back carlos actually brought ollie and i into the office and kind of gave us a game plan of you know here's where your fitness level's at um here's how we see you compared to the rest of the group um you know, we're going to, like, push you a bit harder right now because you have that base fitness, and then we're going to taper you off, um, you know, so you have, like, a little pro day in Spain. And um, so, yeah, they they kind of – they plan for it like that. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes stuff, they're they're quite good with. Um, so, uh, hopefully, I feel good right now. Uh, you know, body feels strong. I'm seeing the ball well. Um, so, hopefully, I can just kind of go right into season That's and uh, pick up where I left off last year.
4: And, and what are your goals this year, Nate?
6: Yeah, similar to always. I mean, you know, we'd talk about them when uh, when I was with you. It's just you want to be healthy for every game. Um, you know, uh, for me, it's always give you give your team a, a chance to win every game. Um, and then everything else kind of works itself out. Uh, obviously, it's a contract year, so I'm really happy in Ottawa. Um, but there's no secret, like, it's a, it's a good time for me to kind of make that move. But I felt ready in the past and maybe a bit naively. Um, but I, I've said it before, I think this is the first time in my career I feel like I can step into a higher level and, and actually contribute right away rather than just kind of sitting behind someone. Um, so I need to be able to prove, you know, last two years have been quite good. Uh, if I can do it for, you know, 100 games in a row, you start to build the trust of yeah. your agent speaking for you and uh, other coaches watching. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, big re- big season for a lot of reasons. Do you
5: find with Ottawa and their affiliation with, all the, obviously, Atletico – just, do you feel that the level of professionalism is maybe ahead of some of the other clubs just because they're starting from, from
6: scratch? Does that help at all, do you find? Craig, it's not even close. <laughs> we, what we have to do <laughs> I won't speak about it. But, uh, it Next question. <laughs>
4: hey,
6: I'm trying to be positive here. <laughs> uh, what Ottawa's doing is as good as you can be uh, at this level and then some. Um, it I think goes toe to toe with uh, MLS clubs. Um, they give us everything to be successful. Uh, they demand a lot more from us than any other club, without question. Um, uh, but you know, I think we could all agree. We'd much rather that way than, um, you know, the other way around. And I had the privilege of, uh, having both and, and getting to So, um, you know, 2021, uh, we had <laughs> no word of a lie. We had eight practices before our first match in 2021. Um, it was a joke. It, like it was crazy. And we show up and, uh, and we put in, put in a shift, made it the playoffs that year. So, yeah, we were working. We're and that again. That's not the club's problem. That was uh, um, that was just uh, dealing with the COVID restrictions, and whatever. But on the same token, uh, Atlético Ottawa was in Spain for two and a half months for that. You know, with a hundred something practices under the belt. So like the the difference you can't even compare. I'm in my my parents' garage trying to lift up, you know, some two by fours or something, you know, like it was just, it was a disaster that, that, that time yeah. of year.
5: Well, you got to, you got to taper off your training, you know, if it's only eight days, right? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah, those were a little high today, boys, we're going to break it down. And then, I, Jimmy, I'm sure you remember, we get, we get to Winnipeg and we're supposed to have two or three practices before uh, we kick off the bubble and we do our COVID test and then they lose them. So we couldn't, we couldn't leave our room. So we were supposed to, land. Yeah. that was our bulk of preseason, those three practices. Yeah. We had to cut one out completely. And then the other one, just half the team showed up. It was, yeah. it was hysterical.
4: And then wasn't, wasn't it the first game as well, when we were in Winnipeg, where the kit man forgot the jerseys?
6: Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was so good. And eight, then at eight halftime. Eight days of preseason. <laughs> we got the no jerseys for game match day. <laughs> and <laughs> halftime they took all of our stuff out of the locker room and just put it in like a big laundry bin and chucked it off to the side of the pitch. And we're like, what's going on? And they're like, Oh yeah, you can't go back in the locker. Like the whole, the whole thing was hysterical Absy's trying to fight some guy that works there. Like it was a disaster. Yeah. absolute gong show, man. So yeah, Ottawa. Yeah. Very professional. <laughs> <You know? laughs> really good.
3: You, you talk about uh, being a contract year for you. I mean, what does that look like? Uh, for someone like yourself, obviously, MLS is is, is there. Europe's obviously, I'm sure, uh, a destination for a lot of players. Um, you've been down to Liga MX, experienced that scene a little bit as well. I mean, from a perfect situation, where, where might you see yourself after this season? Or could it be a, a mid-season move? Not to put you on the spot, of course.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't even thought about the mid-season thing. Um, that made sense for the, the move to Mexico just because that's when their off-season is. Uh, so I think that just got a bit of bit of media just because of um, the timing of it all. But, uh, yeah, not much thought into that. A perfect move, of course, uh, is anywhere upward. Um, MLS made the most sense because I've been in North America my whole career, and i that's always been kind of my goal. Um, but then, you know, I get the phone call that I'm going to Mexico, and it's like, okay, well, I didn't think of this. Um, you know, I'd be more than happy to do something there. And, and to be honest, the, the style of play there really suited me. I was comfortable with my feet. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, they ask, ask you to make a lot of saves. It feels like, um, so it was, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to think about it, but again, like I, I, in the past I've, I've thought about moves before, you know, I should, and it's, you can't like, you really got to focus on what's in front of you. Um, so for me, it's like, do as well as I can. And then, you know, that's why you have an agent, he deals with all that stuff. And if there's anything notable, Um, which are few and far between, Uh, you know, he'll say, Hey, by the way, this is, you know, this is going on. If you want me to pursue it, you go, okay, yeah, sure. But that's, that's the fall. That's the winter.
5: What part of your game do you think, Nate, that you, you need to improve on the most?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean, I, am always trying to fine tune everything. Um, I'm starting to, and that was a question I actually gave to the goalkeeper coach after my month in, in Mexico was like, if you saw a flaw, um, if uh, where do you see me if I was playing in this league you like uh, you know it's all well and good you want to bring me in um, but is it as a third string because that's not good to me and you know like it just wouldn't make sense for my age and, and where I am in my career and uh, you know him and I kind of saw it the same way it's just like just you, you know you're, you're kind of there like at a certain level I, I'm sh- you probably had it earlier than me but you feel really comfortable with every part of your game I know um, you know I'm, I'm pretty athletic I think I can come come get more crosses and be a bit more dominant in the air. Um, but uh, at the same token, yeah, you know, you never want to, you never want to give away cheap goals. You never want to go punch one and and then get caught out or, um, and I'm quite good with reaction saves. So that's just a part of my game that, you know, is a bit mm-hmm. of an asset. Um, so yeah, you look at it a few different ways uh, and, and the, the answer is for sure, just decision-making. Uh, like that's a uphill battle for your whole career. It's just like that first step, Um, you know, when to, when to drop back on your line on a cross, when to take that first step forward, when to come out of your box, uh, you know, play as a sweeper keeper. And that's something I've been quite proud of myself over the last two years is making those decisions on a regular basis with, with few mistakes. Um, and then the question then becomes, can you do it at a higher level, uh, where the game's a bit quicker and, and the players are a bit more, uh, um, a bit smarter, you know, like they, they know if you're cheating, they know, uh, you know, so, um, Uh, And I, you know, those are challenges I'm really excited for to to play against.
5: One of of the things that I found when you you make the step up and you might've found that in Mexico too, with some of the players is that you can read them a little bit better because what they're trying to execute when, you know, when players talk about driving the ball across you, yeah, they're going to, their technique is so good that they're going to probably do that. So you can get a bit of a jump on it sometimes just because they're, they're going to do it, but in lower levels, you find that they can mishit that, so even though they're trying to attempt that, you you can't really move so I, I found that it was in some ways a little bit easier as well as they're a little bit more technical maybe a little bit less physical right, so yeah. I mean overall that's, uh, that's good signs for you and you made the right decision as far as playing goes and that's, uh, and, uh, you know, you've been doing really, really well, so you're right and I don't think people realize that goalkeeping a lot of it, the shot stopping stuff is all great we're all pretty good at it when we get to this level um but the decision making on those through balls and the depth perception and and you're you're dealing with inches coming over top of people's heads and things like that that are are really the the most difficult part of the game that just comes with experience but with your your age and you're getting into your prime just about so you're you're heading in the right way so you're doing very I think, well i, I think it's i appreciate good. that you're a lot it means a lot I, coming from you
4: i think it's good to see as well nate that you you know what you need to work on, and I think as footballers, a lot of the times they have the tendency where the ego gets in the way a little bit too much, and not willing to open up and say, "Hey, this is what I need to work on." So, you as a, a young footballer, you know what you need to work on. Now it's up to you to correct it, and you've got the mentality to do that. So it's it's refreshing to see. I like that.
6: Yeah, I think I think it's really important. Uh, it is. It's just really important, and and it could be one of the worst qualities as a as a young player is to try and hide or. Um, try and like push blame or you know if if you don't realize your own your own flaws you're in big trouble like you just never improve so um yeah it's something i'm (laughs) i spoke of this a little bit like being a goalkeeper i'm it's the worst job in the world i wouldn't wish it on anyone um but like it's made me uh, a much better person you know when it comes to accountability when it comes to uh dealing with pressure um you know stressful situations so uh yeah i've I've definitely grown into to the position the role that comes with Mm -hmm. it
0: is it's humbling. Is there anybody in the, in football that you that you idolize, or you sort of model your own game after, or that you kind of aspire to be like? I mean, other than Craig Forrest?
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah, Jamie. I've always I've always wanted a left foot like Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Goalkeepers.
0: Goalkeepers. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, yeah. He's talked about that left foot with you guys too. <laughs>
6: should, yeah, I don't it's know. It's not
4: about my footmonger.
6: <laughs> um, yeah, no, Amy, it's a, it's, it's a great question. It is for sure. I, I kind of try to replicate my game off of uh, guys with similar build and similar style. doesn't make a lot of sense for me to watch, uh, you know, like a big Courtois or something. Like just our positioning, our angles w- are all different because he's got an extra five inches of reach. Um, but when you, when you see these like six foot three, uh, more athletic guys, like De Gea is one guy I watch a lot. Um, I love the way he deals with his one-on-one. So he kind of takes away half the goal with his feet. And then the other half, he stays, stays upright and makes a lot of good saves that way. Um, and you see a lot of times, uh, like a low hard shot from in close, a lot of guys will kind of sweep their legs out and try and drop a hand and they kind of move their foot out of the way of where the ball was going. Um, and he kind of just uh, was the first one that really perfected on when to go with your hand, when to go with your foot. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's someone I looked up to. And I, I had a lot of respect for him with the Manchester United media, um, I, as you guys know for sure. Like, it's so hard to be successful there. And since he got there as a young guy, like, they were on him. You know, they were saying he's not good enough. He can't come for crosses. He's not strong mm-hmm. enough. He's too skinny. He's been player of the year for them six, seven years in a row. And then still, they, you know, play Dean Henderson, do this, do that, like for him to be able to deal with that on a yearly basis, show up, be the best again um, is something I absolutely admire. And, Mm. and uh, on a very small scale, I I feel like I've had to deal with and always kind of look back on guys like that and gone like, okay, Um, like just show up, do your job. And, and the important people like your teammates, your staff, will see, uh, you know, what's important. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I guess De Gea has been a big inspiration for me.
3: How many times not, did not I mean was it, was it was it regular that that Jimmy would talk about his career when he was talking to you guys before a match? Did he always bring up his career and what he did and his accomplishments? So so. <laughs> <Right. Right. Right. laughs> it's a probing question, Jimmy. You should appreciate that.
6: No, no, he was actually he was pretty good. Uh, there's there's guys that are brutal at it. Some guys in the media, I won't I won't name, but like across the board, whether it's MLS, CPL, like they f- find it necessary to be like, oh, like when I was playing, it's it's exhausting <laughs> to listen to. Um, there's one great Jimmy story though. We're in the, we're in the 2020 bubble and him and Stolli are obviously coaching and they're going back and forth at the dinner table. Tensions were high. This bubble was tough (laughs) and, uh, they're kind of having to go at each other about, uh, you might have to help me here, Jimmy. It was a a national team game and Stolli said he scored a goal and Jimmy said he got a piece of it and it kind of (laughs) touched him and win it. Of course he did. So, so they go pull up, pull up the highlights. So, okay, great. Highlights come up. Stolly shoots. Jimmy's maybe three yards away from it. Not even close. Like for sure, Stolly's goal. The next goal, though, Jimmy from twenty-five yards just smashes it with his left foot. And he's just so you put the highlights on so everyone sees his second goal. He's like, oh yeah, maybe I didn't touch that one, but like, oh what a strike, eh? Like, <laughs> to be kidding me. So, he, was, he was good for banter. Like he's, he's always he's uh, he gives it to himself harder than anyone else.
3: See, Jimmy, it was a bad question, but I got a great answer out of it, didn't I? Huh?
6: Yeah,
3: that's true <laughs> um, you were worried yeah i was terrified yeah yeah um no no jimmy was oh jimmy was worried yeah, <laughs> no, yeah was. should have been. No, there's this one good story. i'm sure there's quite a few comes. good stories actually <laughs> yeah. um let's well, um listen you listen you, list, you list forge obviously in the final and i don't want to dwell on that too much but i mean how do you deal with that kind of loss it was a great season of ottawa worst of first you know all the story behind that um do you move on quickly from those type of situations or do you do you dwell on it for for a while?
6: You have to move on quickly. like my my rule's always been uh, from my club coach actually, Tom Croft he was you know he's taught me so many good good things over the years um, but it was you have 12 hours to deal with it like until you wake up the next morning you can be bitter. Um, or you can be really happy. You know you can't bring like your big wings, wins into the next practice, you can't bring your big losses in the next practice and it's, it's huge as a goalkeeper to just stay at a baseline. like this Craig already alluded to it, the second you bring yourself up, you just get humbled so hard. And like, the farther that farther that fall from grace is, the tougher it is to kind of get back to where you need to be. Um, so we've all learned that the hard way. Um, so uh, with a final, obviously it sticks with you longer because you can't get back on the field right away. You don't have another match. You think about it. Um, but, you know, again, it's it was 24 hours. Uh, we celebrated the success we had, which I thought was really important. Um, you know, a, a couple of us addressed the team after the final and just, like, a lot to be proud of. Um, last time, we're all going to be in the room together. Let's enjoy this. Um, and, uh, and then we start working toward uh, the following year. And uh, I think there was maybe three days after the final, uh, I went into the gym, just kind of get a little – Get a little sweat and do something i saw three or four returning guys like you just see the mentality in a group like that you're just like oh here we go you know like we're already on we're moving we're moving forward and um and that we brought that right into preseason i was was lucky enough to to call that game and i really enjoyed
4: it i thought it was a a a great great brand of football for the league it was so competitive back and forth the energy in a stadium was amazing Tell us what the the buildup was like for that game, especially having a home game in Ottawa, a final. How was it around the city? Was there a big buzz around the place, and how did they? Yeah, it?
6: yeah. To my surprise, you know, like you don't know what you're going to get. And we just hosted the semifinal, and you know, we we're close to 10,000 fans. It was a it was a good day. Um, and uh, the lead up to the game was just like every other. But that, that week between the semifinal and the final, like, there was a buzz around the city. Everyone was talking about it. Um, like, every radio station was covering it. Ottawa is so good at getting behind their sports. They, they really are. Um, and, uh, and one cool thing about playing in the city is there's more jerseys here than I've seen like, even in Toronto. Um, walking out, like, When we're heading to the stadium, there's people just walking from bar to bar. And, and the setup we have at Lansdowne with all those restaurants nearby and, yeah. and what TD Place is is, is amazing. So, uh, huge. Yeah. A lot of media, um, and, uh, and, and a lot of buzz around town. It was, and like you said, you feel it in the stadium. Like it was, uh, it was a special moment. And I do feel like, uh, there's a few guys, maybe it got the better of. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just part of learning, you know, like it's, uh, it was a big moment. Um, and you could tell, you could tell the experience from Forge. You really could. It was, uh, it was a calm performance from them and, you know could it have gone differently sure you know uh but the game played out as you might expect um after that first goal you know we were we were tough to break down the what we were good at was frustrating teams um and then getting one or two uh and then when they get the early one that that flips the game on on the head for us so um yeah it sucks it's bitter uh you know but it was a good game. Um, and uh, it, it showed, I think it showed really well for Canada soccer and, and, uh, and the yeah. league itself.
3: Can you compare the squad and the, the feeling in the room now compared to this time last year? Last year, obviously, coming off a, a, a bad season, but a new look team. You had all that preseason in Spain. And then you, you had that great season compared to now, where you, you enter that room, imagine you, you've got that, that swagger about you. You came close to winning the whole thing last year. Is it a very different feel, feeling now compared to this time last year?
6: No, no. Um, it, it's different. Like with every season, there's new challenges, right? Uh, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, uh, whatever it is. So last year, a huge challenge for us was taking, you know, 18 new players and trying to make a team out of it. This year, we have like way more pressure. Uh, you know, we come in as defending champions. Um, we have expectation right off the bat, which we didn't have to deal with last year. Um, We have a younger locker room. So I think, you know, we're a bit harder on ourselves. I don't think we're walking around with that swagger right now. I think we're like a bit frustrated uh, that we aren't further ahead, although uh, there's a really good chance we're ahead of where we were last year and we felt good about where we were last year, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, a lot of high demands from within the locker room for sure Um, and just making sure we're all ready. We know how hard it is. That's that's one thing about winning something is you you understand how hard it is. Um, so going into a season, knowing the grind we're going to have to go through to do it again, um, you know, it's you you embrace it. But eh, you know, it's a long road. So uh, we just want to make sure that we're we're ready for that and that all the new players come in because it's a bit of a big turnover for a for a team that won it last year. Um, making sure that all the new guys understand how how tough it is. You don't just get to walk in and win games. When you look at the
4: league this year, um, obviously a new team coming in in Vancouver. There's been players that have been traded, moved on, and uh, certain teams have built up squads adding quality players. Is there a few teams now that you're looking at going? These guys are going to be a handful this year.
6: Yeah, yeah. It was. It is a little similar to last year as well. I think there's some some really good groups, um, and and even. And then there's question marks, right? There's no Edmonton this year. So that automatically is the league's moving, gotten stronger. Um, and then some of the signings Vancouver's made are, you know, pretty impressive. Um, so we'll see that. Pacific kind of re-ups um, and double down with their group. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys are in contract year there. So they're going to go for it. Calgary's always strong. Forge didn't lose anyone. Um, or they lost uh, Kruitson but replaced him with Mandikar. So... Across the board, uh, Valor's a bit of a question mark. I don't know much about them, but two nothing against Calgary in preseason. Uh, you know, like everyone seems to be buzzing for it. Halifax is going to be it's going to be an interesting game. Like they they have a lot to prove. A lot of guys with a chip on their shoulder. So, like you said, you kind of you said it in the question. It's um, everyone's kind of revamped in their own way. We did lose a lot of players last year as a as a league. You know, you lose Blue, you lose Sissoko, uh, Valor loses Levi's and and Dyer. So you, you do lose some guys, but that happens every year. And, and the level seems to be just like exponentially better every single year. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you're at home this weekend against the Wanderers, uh, Forge take on cavalry, Pacific Vancouver FC in their debut. And, uh, York United take on valor. Uh, that's the f- opening weekend of matches should be a great season. Looking forward to it. Uh, Nate, thanks so much for this. So uh, anything else you want to get to boys before we uh, say farewell?
6: Yeah, I, uh, I want to. Okay, I, go I, ahead. I want to get I, some I pies into this TD place. How do we do that? Oh well, listen, man. Um, I might know someone.
3: I might <laughs> know someone. So,
0: uh... <laughs> you're innocent. Lee Charms's favorite guest ever. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah, hundred percent. No, you're right. No, we're going to be at your games again. Um, for a few games this this season. Um, but yeah, listen, just. You can get you got my contact. We'll, we'll talk for sure.
4: You just <laughs> a business deal right now. You just got a sponsorship deal, Nate.
3: <laughs> hey, well, said, I want to see shamans proper emblazoning the the shirts at a football match. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we hey, want hey, to for, see.
4: Forget about going to Mexico, Nate. You're going to be 250 pounds halfway through the
3: season. Nate hey, <laughs> makes a health-conscious pies. He was in my kitchen. When was that? That's Jesus, two years ago now. Or yeah, it it's must been, a, be. been a little while. He made this amazing... um was it butter chicken or? Curry yeah, chicken? butter chicken, butter chicken pie. Mm. It was brilliant. You are some cook, man. You really are. And I know yeah, we talked about it. it and, and one day you would love to get into that that world. But you may have a future in the media as well. But you got a few years yet playing football. So. Hey, I'm by right. the way, he's the a,
4: yeah. a Somali as well.
3: Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What the Somalia, got, don't uh, you do night? Yeah, there's plenty.
0: and he's humble there we go he said everything
2: well i gotta say this nate um sorry i'm a guy who just hides in the back room but in the white meter (laughs) jimmy posted a picture of you on instagram today and you're doing this like a and you look like 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 a boy band member, but in the best possible way, it was, I kind of got a little
6: flustered. I'm like, wow, what a handsome man. <laughs> That's so, why you wore a tank Keep off. it up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't hear the question there, but thank you. I, I yeah. that.
1: <laughs> Footy Prime is also uh, known for its Tinder dates. <laughs> <laughs> easy easy man
6: Let me tell you a quick one about how I heard about Footy Prime. Cause, uh, Jimmy sent me a link over last year, but same time last year it was like, okay, Hey, uh, just sent me a link, nothing, no context. I go, what's this? He goes, uh, you know, talked about you on the podcast, you know, getting your stock up. I was like, oh, I appreciate that. I'll give it a listen. Our 10-minute podcast, about an hour and three minutes in, finally, finally gets to me. He goes, oh, yeah, my, uh, you know, my former goalkeeper, Nate said Ottawa. He's one of the better goalies in the league, you know. Well. I was like, are you kidding me? I just listened to an hour to five minutes of that. It, at one point, he told oh, me that. he bought real estate on the moon. Like, there was nothing to do with it. Like, the whole thing was a gong show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly what we are. i love what you guys are doing this is fantastic uh usually i i tune i can't tune into everything but i tune into uh all your interviews usually you have quite good guests i don't know what happened today um <laughs> but but uh no it was uh it's it's good but i will tell you i download every episode so even if i'm not listening uh i don't know you get 10 cents or something for that how's it work
0: no the friday shows though those are the ones you have to get to those are the best ones
6: yeah, Perfect,
0: yeah. this one i'm on <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. hall of fame everyone no, thanks Nate. that's great man <laughs> we, we're, glad you, we're glad you enjoy the podcast and yeah, every now and again there's a little little whisper of insight thrown in there but generally speaking you're right it is a gong yeah. show that's what we do but you're welcome back anytime mate thanks so much good luck this season it's gonna be a good one
6: thank you everyone no i like i said you guys uh you're you're doing a great job listening to you you, you got more than a little bit of insight so um real pleasure coming on and uh Keep on fighting the good fight. You know it. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Best of luck,
0: Nate.
3: Thank you, Ingham. Yeah, Jimmy um, takes you back a few years. Eh? He must feel pretty old when you see... Well, uh I think
4: he's got like a Mexican look now. <laughs> the, <laughs> with the dash <laughs> and the beard, the long hair. I was wondering if he went to training with Fedora on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, he's gone. He's had enough of that. Yeah. I'm blaming him. He's hey, out. Jimmy, um, are you, you're on the call this weekend, are you? For any of yeah, these games? I am. Yeah.
4: Which games? I got Athletico Ottawa and Halifax. First game one o'clock.
3: All right, that's Saturday. All on these games you find on One Soccer, and of course on TV dot com as well, which is where you can find One Soccer. But yeah, um, he's he's like I said, he's going to have a future in in media as well. that's what he wants, one day for sure. Yeah, because it's so you know well paying at least got a few years left by the time Nate retires from football maybe maybe
5: podcasting will be lucrative who knows yeah yeah we are the cpl of podcasts (laughs) i know with a conference league we said with a conference league and you know it's okay (laughs) hey speaking of conference league west ham played yesterday against ghent and (laughs) And I watched that. It actually, it was very interesting. West Ham started off well, and then Ghent came into it. And Ghent got this guy up front, this Nigerian, Orban. He was signed in January. He's 20. He's knocking in goals for fun. Like I think he was up. The first 14 games, I think he had 15, 16 goals. Then 20 goals, 21 goals in 20 games. He, and he had an overhead kick today. It was just unbelievable. He's not very tall, very short, lightning fast. But anyway... You watch him. You're gonna. You're gonna hear a lot more of this kid. He's gonna get a move somewhere. He's he's lights mm-hmm. out good. But anyway, um, finished one one. Could have gone either way. But Ghent were all full value for at least a draw. They played quite well actually overall.
3: Was it at West Ham or was it in in Ghent?
5: It was in Ghent.
3: Yeah. Right. Oh. Not to be mistaken with Ghent or Gout or Gout. Yep. Thanks, Amy.
0: <laughs> well, An easy
3: mistake first to first half of the season they played with gout <laughs> uh, Kamal Miller to Miami by the way that kind of broke just after we recorded uh, the podcast on, on Wednesday or oh, we just didn't see it I forget which
0: I'm pretty sure you just didn't look <laughs> <laughs> well, was on the radio me. at three talking yeah. about it
3: <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was weird because I mean we usually we're well, at least one of us but we're generally stuck on Twitter for a lot of the day and you don't miss very much but that one we did that surprised hell out of me
5: Amy
0: yeah me too. I was actually on my way. My sister picked me up from the airport after I arrived back from France. Did you I not see him
5: on minute. the airport tarmac? He was doing like fucking flick flax. <laughs> he, he was clicking his heels.
0: Woo-hoo! <laughs> Florida, here I come. Oh boy. Yeah, he finds himself back in Florida because he came to Montreal from Orlando and now he goes to Miami. But I, I think I was, I was surprised, but he had kind of underwhelmed in the beginning of the season. But I don't think that's why he gets moved. I just think that there were needs otherwhere that needed to get filled. And certainly with Sam Piet being out for eight weeks, there was a midfield need. And I think also at 10. So that's where um, mm. Duke is going to fill in, I think, nicely. And they were even talking today. I was over at training. And then Olivier Renard talked about the trade at the end of training. And Lasada also spoke. Um, and they were saying they'll be eligible to play. So I don't know. I mean, with, with the amount of injuries that are happening with this team and how how decimated they are. Um, and uh, Nathan Saliba um, left practice and was kind of, it looks like he was nursing something to do with his hamstring. So there's maybe potentially another guy that's out. And Kyoto went down about 30th minute last game. Um, he is go- gone to Honduras to to have that looked at, but primarily I think to deal with like a family situation. But at the same time, we'll get that hamstring looked at because that's like a repetitive thing that keeps happening to him.
4: Don't you find so. that often when teams aren't doing well, players just start dropping like flies?
0: yeah but with montreal it's it's the preseason, like the canadian teams being away a lot and then it being tougher on them but then montreal training on that turf like there's always guys dropping like flies it's not just a one-off it's something that happens mm. consistently
4: yeah but that sounds to your sports science as well they've got to understand the oh
0: 100 percent,
4: right so maybe there's yeah. something maybe there's an issue there behind the scenes well there is you not have that many injuries no maybe I- a, they just
1: sell the mg Maybe they're going to be forced to sell their MG because they keep changing. Maybe, Maybe they got
4: to get rid of all their cars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to the show.
0: <laughs> I heard that bit too. No, but you, there's something to that, Jimmy, because they do have a new, like, uh, a new fitness guy, a new strength guy. They came over. I think those guys are from Bologna, like the other club that Joey Saputo owns. Mm. So that's a new crew that's in because the and other guy left with Wilfred Nancy.
5: Quite a few of the injuries, muscle injuries. Amy, as well.
0: Um, not all, but yeah, a few. Yeah. Yeah, but like Mason Toy just it was announced just had surgery on his meniscus. So like they're thin yeah. everywhere.
5: Yeah, those types of things. Anything traumatic is. Uh, yeah,
0: like okay. like like Pentemis's injury. Like you know you can't yeah. really foresee or prevent a shoulder going out on a challenge, right? Or like yeah. the Miljevic and and now Toy with the the meniscus stuff, but the rest of them are muscular. So, yeah, there there could be something to that in the way that the loads are managed and the way that they're on turf and then maybe too much volume and training in preseason. Yeah.
3: Up against DC United um, in Montreal this Saturday. Uh, Montreal the favorites in that one, though, minus 104. DC not particularly great this year to start DC
5: struggling, too.
3: They are. They're just a couple of points above uh, Montreal, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: TFC's is uh, hosting Atlanta. And Vancouver mm. is uh, on the road in Austin. That'd be a fun road trip, wouldn't it? Austin.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: enjoy that. Um, you want to get to some footy picks here, Wunga? Sound good? I okay. love footy picks.
0: what's up DJ Mello My favorite.
1: Do your
4: dad. That's
1: what she does. the best robot around. the
0: best
3: robot. All righty. So that was Danny Dickio. Talking about footy picks and stuff. How are we doing, uh, J C and um, you were you were showing us it's JC yeah there he is. JC, yeah. you, you were showing us some of your betting slips this week and yeah went a little bit
2: skew if uh well let's see what we've let's have a look and see what we've done so far. Uh, we had a bunch. Uh, <laughs> we had a bunch. I think we were up over a couple like a hundred and something bucks. Uh, then I bet uh I bet it all on West Ham. Just for nah. solidarity for craig and yeah it's gone oh <laughs> um so now bet we're
4: on red. craig's hammer hey jc did that. tyson have a bet this, is tyson having a bet this
2: weekend i didn't bet him on that uh yeah i believe so let me see if i can find mike just a sec <laughs> <laughs> <You can get laughs> what do you at <laughs> <laughs> mike would you come would you come in here please <laughs> Leave the toilet outside. What do you? What? What do you need? I was on the toilet. Oh my god! I didn't even get a chance to wipe. Listen, if Mike Tyson's <laughs> got to drop some knowledge let y'all know who's who's got the best uh, lock for the weekend, okay? I will tell you. Um, coming up on the the Mike Tyson's lock pick of the week. Um, it's it's gonna be. Um, you'll have to give me a moment. I left my phone in the toilet. Just a minute. Whoops! I guess it fell in the toilet. Mike Tyson. See you later.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That was insightful as always. Thank you very much. Well, listen. If you want, I can re- read out some of the, the matches, and then you can you can give us your thoughts. Um, Villa, Newcastle. That's the only one in England on Saturday. Ooh. Chelsea, Brighton at Chelsea. Everton, Ooh. Fulham, Southampton, Palace, Spurs hosting Bournemouth. It's Wolves, Brentford, Man City hosting Leicester. Oh God, West Ham. Arsenal and Forest, Manchester United. Ooh, Jimmy, 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 not a deal. Uh, At least Forest is a home. Yeah, you're in trouble. So, uh, what are you thinking, people? Any any thoughts? Uh, Anything jumping off the page? Howland, two goals. Yeah, Hmm. that pays actually pretty well. um, Obviously,
5: I would take a hat trick, but he'll be off. They'll take him off after an hour because the game will be already be won. He pays plus five forty for a hat trick, by the way. Which I tell you what. It's Holland, right? Isn't that unbelievable? Though that, that those are low odds. I mean, all things when you really, like for a hat trick. Yeah, but but I tell you, I, I think the trouble is they'll pull them off because they'll have the game won. They did it last game. Memory had oh. two. They'll in. pull them off. Oh, here we go. There
3: we go. Oh, fucking yeah. oh, oh,
4: go. Oh, here he is. <laughs> managing
0: loads. Yeah, I know. I about? saw Sharon's face earlier. talking <laughs> about managing, managing loads. loads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
3: give you an example, right? So uh, Riyad Mahrez, who has been great this year, right? Scoring lots of goals. Uh, for him to score a hat-trick, pays 3,300. Whereas Haaland's plus
5: 540. There you go. Uh, right a, there. Speaks for itself. Morris, is a, he ain't bad. Yeah.
3: Uh, and he might score, play all 90. <laughs> to score two goals, uh, Haaland's paying 163. Plus 163. Wow, that's not Compared good value to though, is it? Julian Alvarez at plus 410 bin at the next. So, uh, yeah. Just put your money at Haaland at this point. You may as well. What was Haaland for a hat trick? Plus 540. That's not enough. Not worth it. It's worth
4: a
5: five bucks. No? It is... I think so. Well, that's the last time off. I, have, I think it's just he's, he, when he plays an hour. I think the game will be won by then is what I'm predicting, and then he'll come off.
1: The funny thing is Leicester City is 18-1 to one underdogs against City. They're just a mess. 18-1. to mess. One. That's, that's but, worth throwing $5 on. Well,
3: that's new fun. manager bounce, right? Dean Smith is in charge there now. Got John Terry, Craig Shakespeare back to Leicester where the magic happened. Right, so uh, you never know. They might get something, but I highly doubt it. But I like, I like Haaland for two goals, absolutely. Amy, what do you have?
0: I got nothing. JC's got something.
3: <laughs> is JC
2: or is it Mike? <laughs> I found my phone. It was floating in the toilet along with some other things. I put $5 to have Lesser Chice-Stair wind uh against um, the, the Man City. I was, is there a Woman City? I know I wouldn't be very welcome there. I don't think. Oh, so five dollars. If we win, then we're all going out to eat. Evander only feels here, Just kidding. Mike
0: Tyson out.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Mike.
0: It'd be funny to hear Mike Tyson selling the Footy Prime knife. I would like to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that would
4: yeah. be good,
3: actually. <laughs> footy Prime knife.
0: That was slicing and
3: spinning and murdering and killing. All right. Uh, all right. Well, so Amy's got nothing. <laughs> thanks Amy
4: uh,
0: you're welcome
3: <laughs> Jimmy
4: well I'm going to take uh, I think I'm going to take Brentford over Wolves
3: yeah there.
5: Oh, two to okay. one. You, you're hoping so area eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. two to,
4: to
5: one I like that to I like that that's what I already. do too
3: yep yeah yep. plus 200 why not let's look a little bit deeper here shall we rather than just wins and losses so Brighton Chelsea is kind of interesting hmm Chelsea, they're both plus money. So Chelsea's at plus 165 and Brian at plus 170. Do you even look at Liverpool anymore? No. Like, are you done with them?
1: Yeah, done. Amy, are you done with them right now?
0: No, I still watch. But, you know, you're resigned to a subpar season, right? Yeah, but
1: are you resigned to a shitty game
3: too? You're done with them.
0: No, but I'll I'll always watch.
3: Oh, okay. It might be a great match. There's a trouble with this freaking team. It could be a great match. Or it could be a terrible match. You just don't know. Are they playing Leeds, right? Isn't it Leeds? Who are they playing?
0: I haven't even looked. Uh, you guys oh
3: are diehard yeah. Liverpool fans, Leeds. and you don't even know who they're playing. <laughs> no.
0: I just came back from France. Give me a break.
3: You're in France, were you? You should have told us. How was, how was it? it? it was
0: how did a, it go? It's a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> According to Craig Forrest.
5: Well, you didn't even go to the Canada-France game. I mean, what? how awkward is that?
0: I was in Paris. Well, was deux heures de train. two
4: hours de so
5: of train. So why didn't you take your train
0: because the girls were playing at the same time.
5: What the girls should started? have been at the match. Oh, Christ. The girls should have been at the match cheering on
0: Canada. No, for... I, I 100% agree. We tried to arrange that, but the itinerary was set before the friendly date and details were released. Yeah.
5: Who dropped the ball in that one? Jesus. Can we name names? Uh, no. No, <laughs> the game was scheduled after their their itinerary. It so. doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> let's, Change let's, the itinerary. let's go back to Brighton Chelsea. Go. Okay.
3: <laughs> Chelsea. People should look in the future, okay? Jesus, Bunch of assholes. <laughs> um, Draw. So let's look a little bit deeper. So Chelsea or tie minus two fifty. I like Brighton in this one. Brighton's just a better team. We, I never give Brighton any kind of respect each week, and they generally get up get points. They're better than Chelsea, aren't they? Right. Isn't I love
0: watching people? Brighton.
3: So Brighton. plus one seventy. How about a bomb burner in this one? I mean, not that Chelsea score many goals, but you go. <laughs> You're over two and a half and Brian for a win, and uh, that pays plus 320. That's juicy, isn't
0: it? It is. I like (laughs) that. Couple sprinkles or something. Where's that? Stanford
3: (laughs) Bridge?
4: (laughs)
5: Uh, Yeah, Stanford Bridge. Yeah. Well, Lampard's on fire anyway, so. Oh, and two. Watch out. Fuck, he just. That black cloud keeps following him around, and they just keep hiring him. To Charm's point, though, what did they have to lose? What did he have to lose to take it? He's got nothing. He probably got a couple million to the end of the season, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't.
3: I mean, no one's going to succeed in that situation for two months, are they? No one is. Jimmy, get into
1: that rotation.
3: Get Jimmy in that rotation of managers. Forrest is my
5: agent, so. Craig? (sighs) Yeah, I got problems there. <laughs> <laughs> the problem She's is, in. he doesn't wake
4: up till noon. By then, <laughs> shut down. no, I, get, crazy. Up.
3: Crazy. I get up crazy. Craig really cooling early. some uh, I just go back to bed, uh, Craig cooling some chairman up. So, um, hi, um, uh, so, um, I have a suggestion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just talk about goalkeeping,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I do have to say, Craig Forrest, while I was at the girls' game. You were, at, and taking two city buses back to our hotel where we were staying, giving me the updates all the time. Very appreciated. Thank you so much.
3: I You're thought welcome. it was over the top. Me too. 100%. It was way too much. I mean, haven't you got Twitter?
0: I loved it. It was great. Yeah, yeah but I, I only like had a little bit of interest. data and WhatsApp was, I, it doesn't suck a lot of data. So it was great.
5: I know. And I know how much she cares. Like, you guys should care more. You guys don't we were I was enough. watching the game. I didn't have to. I wasn't, no, I, was I, wasn't I wasn't talking to you, Wonger. All right. Or JC. <laughs> Who were you talking? Oh, okay. You. Oh. All right, fair
1: enough. United yeah, just drew. Right. Oh, la- yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Mean, uh, yesterday.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Although I did miss Canada's goal because I was I flipped the I was going back to the city game and mm. flipping back and forth. And next thing I oh. you know, Amy actually let me know. I was like
0: now somebody else on the bus hollered. And I was like, Fucking forest! Come on with the updates. Let's oh, go. Yeah, now I'm
5: thinking, well, are you watching this game? Am I wasting my time? <laughs> we
1: sending well, you I,
5: The
1: other thing we need to ask Craig, though, is did they send you like seven red Puma jerseys and you just go through every single
5: one as a new red one? No, there's only uh, there's only one, Dan. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> there's only one.
0: What's the laundry schedule on that <laughs> <I know>. top?
3: oh. <laughs> uh, Hey, by the way, we should probably dedicate this show today to uh, poor Harry Maguire, who, of course, yesterday um, it was an own goal that that cost United the win at uh, Sevilla in the ninety-third minute. Poor Harry Maguire.
1: <laughs> uh, it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna honor Dan Wong.
4: It's my birthday. Is
3: it really?
2: Wonder. Happy
3: birthday to Wonger!
4: Happy, yeah. birthday Happy birthday, Henry. you wonderful man! Yeah, Happy ber- yeah, hey, what, what a guy. guy! Didn't you?
5: Yeah, what a guy! can't believe you lived this long, but happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, I've done some <laughs> stupid <laughs> things.
3: can't believe I'm still ticking. You kept that really quiet, but you were really hoping that someone figured
1: it out, weren't you? You would have just because of our social. It would have come up. And then you yeah. would have gone. why didn't you tell
5: us? So, I, Well, like, you just I put it up on us. our screen, I thought.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, did.
5: I did. So how <laughs> many <laughs> is it now, Wunger? 55? 56.
0: 56? 50- look 56. at his face. He just, looks,
4: <laughs> he just looks disgusted with himself. Look. I am. <laughs> yeah. You
0: look great. I tell you what, really it's ridiculous. <laughs>
4: I feel it's like, Craig, I feel yeah. like it's it, instead of a
1: milk bag, like a little tanned, like if, if the milk went off a little bit or because <laughs> the color is not a yellow, it's like a
4: sour milk,
3: protein powder or something, yeah. whey powder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, when all salt, right? You do not look even freaking close to 56. I don't know what your secret is. I guess. Oh, yeah. You're half Asian. That's what it is. That's, that's it. Yeah. You look amazing. Right half asian drink drink too much
1: probably but he's got do everything name, too
2: much dano like you, like you've got a couple years i mean i'm only 53 but um <laughs> you never like you're so just vibrant and you're the life of the party and anytime you i mean you don't really give people a choice but um <laughs> but honestly man like like the guy said,
0: Steve Chang, is Steve Chang, twenty-seven,
2: Steve Chang's, yeah, Steve Chang's, like perpetually twenty-seven. But Dan Wong, <laughs> it was said best yesterday when you were not on the on the pod uh, two days ago. Sorry, on Wednesday that was two days ago. Um, there's this that that there's a little bit of life and spark that's just not there, man. So I think Appreciate everyone that. would agree that the heart and soul of footy prime is Craig Forrest, and then a, a solid second <laughs> is you know Dan Wong. On a good day. So thanks, thanks, thanks buddy. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Happy CC.
0: backhanded compliment day.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I think yeah. if Craig's hard and so, I think one
3: is the genitalia of the show. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm <laughs> a lunchbox.
0: You really know how to fill a sack.
3: I'm a yeah. lunchbox. right there. <laughs> Just with sweaty balls of the group.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep, yep. Um, so oh, listen, it's been a busy show. Where obviously, we didn't get to that massive story that broke on Friday, but we'll get to it on Sunday's show. Um, alright everyone hope you enjoyed that <laughs> thanks to <laughs> Nate Ingham who was absolutely brilliant and uh, yeah listen One Soccer you can get it on Fubo TV now get it huge games coming up CPL support local football is what we try and do on this, on this show so let's uh, go to Vegas too let's go to Vegas for that Nations League sponsorship
2: yeah someone flies to Vegas for a party buying newspapers bye cheers for
0: listening
2: follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG yeah what's we up? Go. Ah. we're going to Vegas for sure are we, are we going to Vegas are we got an
4: budget. what do we have to go? we're gonna drive a minivan aren't we